Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Go Steelers! Go Steelers! Say go Steelers! Go Steelers! Welcome to the Steelers Outpost Podcast, a proud member of Sports Drink Network. It's April 17th, 2022. This is Tom coming to you from Sawdust Studios in the Washington, D.C. Outpost. Nick joins me from the Houston Outpost. And it is a glorious Easter day here in your nation's capital. The sun is out. Everything is wildly in bloom, as is the pollen. So, Nick, you know we wish you could be here, but we want you to be able to breathe, too. So, Same. there's that. There's not a ton hey. of breathing going down in, in Houston either so you know we'll just we'll take what we can get at least it's beautiful out at least we got the trees as a result of the pollen even if i can't open my throat to take in air well we have uh we have several stories to talk about here including we're going to touch on the safeties but i do want to mention that we are all fixated on april 28th the draft is under two weeks to go please a lot of athletes a lot of athletes we're looking at yeah, okay, so we're looking at athletes, and athletes need to stay healthy, and they can stay healthy with athletic greens, and I think that that's what you were getting at here, and I couldn't agree with you uh, anymore, right? You get 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right with just one scoop of athletic greens into some water every day, right? Less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, chemicals. It's basically just nutrition. Take nutrition. Don't have to take a 1,000 different pills uh, to get that necessary um, body juice, as it were. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com sportsdrink. That's athleticgreens.com sportsdrink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. ColorCast is a live, audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and easy to use. You can talk to fans, athletes, insiders, and podcasters in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. Share your own experiences in, in, in real life. Share the terror from your couch that you feel as if you were being chased by some sort of dinosaur creature, but yet you are just watching a football game that you are not playing in, yet it does feel like life and death. You can share this kind of stuff on ColorCast. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app for free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group. So it would seem all the buzz on Twitter is about Steelers quarterback situation focusing more and more on Desmond Ritter. Which you, which uh, is an anathema in your analysis yes. of an already shallow pool of talent and quarterbacks. Oh man, I am I am really preparing myself for this. 
I think there's a lot of smoke towards the Steelers taking Desmond Ritter at 20, and, and there's a couple different reasons for that. And I think you and I have been have been putting off these type of thoughts throughout the offseason, but first things first is besides the fact that Peter Schrager, who's pretty plugged in, Dan Orlovsky, both of them said explicitly earlier this week that De- the Steelers really, emphasis, really like Desmond Ritter. And then I don't remember who the other writer was. I'm sorry I can't shout him out, but... He did a mock draft, and he's plugged in, and he said uh, Rooney, in particular, really loved Ritter after his interviews. And this is that time of the year when crappy non-first-round quarterbacks start shooting up the draft boards in the weeks before the draft starts. And no offense to Desmond Ritter, but I just I do not think the guy is a first-round quarterback. I think the guy's like a third-round type of guy, um, honestly. But uh, this, is, this is how it happens every year. And so, besides the fact that there are explicit rumors about this, Dad, we know the Steelers draft for need. Like, they did it with Artie Burns. They did it with Terrell Edmonds. They did it with Jarvis Jones and Bud Dupree. They did it with Najee Harris. They're going to tell you who they're going to draft, right? And they, what are they bringing, like, 12 quarterbacks for out of the 30 pre-draft visits? You only get 30. Like, those are really important. Um, it's not the end-all, be-all, but that, that tells you a lot. And just based on the Steelers' history, Dad... They if if the if Malik is gone, and I'm not ruling out a trade for Malik either. But if the guys are gone, they'll just move down to their next quarterback. Like regardless of the grade, they seem to be able to convince themselves that like the next guy he's great too. We had a first round grade on Mason Rudolph. I mean, I'll never. Nobody had a first round grade. Are they just saying that to to build Mason up? But the best example I can think of this dad was when the Bengals took the cornerback William Jackson out of Houston one pick before the Steelers when they desperately needed a corner. And so they were like, all right, well, next guy in the list, Artie Burns. Nobody has this guy as a first-round type of prospect. So I think with uh, it, it might be a little tricky for Malik, who they also love, uh, to get deeper in the draft. I think that the Steelers are in danger of just selecting the next guy because that's consistent with how they've drafted in the past 10 years, and it scares the crap out of me. Well, with value consistency, at least it helps us with our prognostication. <laughs> you know, what's interesting. Yeah. So the upside about Ritter, a couple things, right? His experience. He, he started about 128 games, I think, all four years when he in college. Um, he's, he's a dual-threat quarterback, you know, obviously a physical yeah. specimen. Mm-hmm. One of the lines I love about him, as I was reading some of the, uh, some of the analysis, at this point, Ritter only has a general accuracy. Yeah. <laughs> Four-year starter, you haven't improved that. That's a little freaky, right? He's the best processor, they say, in this draft, which is not a super high bar. So Dan Orlovsky has a lot of breakdowns on Twitter where you show he shows, like, look, he's in a different level than the other guys in terms of processing. He's the only one who's really going through a ton of reads and, and then firing the ball two feet over the guy's head. But he makes the read. <laughs> Here's my thing with Desmond Ritter. And, like, he's so likable. He's, really, he's smart. He's well-spoken. Like I said in the quarterbacks episode, he looks like a quarterback, and that does count. He's big. Um, you're right; he's a dual threat. But are there any more quarterbacks that aren't a dual threat at this point? I, there are. There really are not. Um, every one of these quarterbacks can can run at least decently. And my thing is, I just it's amazing, Dad, how these teams get insulated. And I guess I'm talking like they've already taken them. But how the hell could you pick somebody like Desmond Ritter? When you have Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, and Joe Burrow in the same division, guys 
who did things in college physically and then just accomplishment-wise that were out of this world, let alone their talent just being so much better. Like, you have basically a 0% chance of having anything other than the fourth best quarterback in your division if you're taking a, an Alex Smith, Ryan Tannehill type guy like Ritter. And I'm just scared that that's what they're going to do. And I don't think the guy's are fr- truly a first-round quarterback if this class wasn't so uninspiring. Do you think the fact that he is not an accurate passer, at least yet, and I'm not sure if that's correctable at this point, mm-hmm. This that he would need to rely on the run offense. And the problem with that is we just ain't there yet. Yeah, I mean, every any quarterback who's going to come in is going to have some some difficulty because, like, you, we're not there yet, right? But uh, he just – it's just it, – I, I couldn't believe you would roll somebody out with that low of a ceiling with just the quarterbacks in your own freaking division, let alone the AFC West, let alone Zach Wilson and – um, Mac Jones, it, like you, you're, people aren't even talking about them. Like you, you, the chances of you having like a top ten quarterback in the AFC are low as hell. So I, I, I'm scared that people have this thing. You have Ben for 18 years, right? And then the second Ben's gone, we better get the next Ben within three months. Like that's the theory here. It's like you're not. It, it's situational. They got lucky that Ben fell to them when he did, you know, and it, that doesn't mean you can't be aggressive, but I think you also just have to accept roster building. Sometimes it's a two or three year thing. And I guess that's the reason why I don't think it's a, it's a sure thing because two, two things could happen. One, I think trading up from Malik is a possibility because there are some very willing trade partners in the top 10 jets, giants. Um, and I think the Steelers have shown that they're really down to go get those guys. And I would I'd be much happier with Malik than, um, you know, than than Ritter that way. But I also think the Steelers over the last year have been slick in terms of showing the fan base like, hey, we're going to try to compete for a Super Bowl. But the moves they make and some of the people they cut and not taking linemen in the first two rounds last year showed, hey, we're actually we know that this is a two or three year build. So because they've taken those actions. That does encourage me that they won't just take a quarterback because they're like, well, Kevin's gone. Kevin Colbert's gone after this, and he needs to give us a quarterback. Like, that doesn't seem very Steelersy, except for the whole draft for need thing that they've done. Well, this does feel like a lot of Heisman Trophy type hype going on, as you said. Some of these lesser known, lesser quarterbacks are being hyped up the up the ladder, and I'll bet yeah. you some people bite. I'm, I'm still, I'll be fascinated. I mean, Malik Willis, his uh, his stock has just skyrocketer during this whole process i'm still you know i'm still wary based on where he played um what do you think this is kind of a counterfactual just this curiosity how do you think he desmond ritter would have fared in the steelers offense last year as opposed to ben i do think that not as a rook he's not a rookie right out of the game i mean just he has a little bit you know he's has six games into it do you think he's going to be like ben with the ability to run because he's not going to be able to pass accurately or far down the field? I think almost anybody would be better than than Ben was last year. I mean, I think that Ben – I mean, he's at the end of his career. This is what happens to guys. Uh, I think that he clearly really hamstrung the offense by making them have to get rid of the ball instantly all the time. I do think that you're going to still see that because that's Matt Canada. If you've watched his pit or Maryland tape or whatever, it's like he does love going horizontal that way. 
But yeah, I generally think it would have been a slight upgrade, but the downgrade on the mental side would have probably made it a wash, right? Um, yeah, I don't. Malik, he he's his um status. It really started last year, last draft season. A lot of people mentioned, "Hey, there's this guy out of this tiny school, uh, Malik Willis," and um. So he's not out of nowhere that way. Malik Willis, my only concern with him, it's not even like the small school and all the other things. It's just if he were three inches taller, he'd probably be the number one pick because the height is a skill and size is a skill. Chris Hims says that a lot, but it's true. There is an aspect of physically being able to see over the line of scrimmage. It sounds so stupid and juvenile that people would insinuate. Dude, the, the linemen are 6'4", six, 6'5", six, standing in front of you. It's hard to see the field. It's hard to have your release point be high enough where it's not going to get batted down. There's a lot of difficulties there. And if he were a few inches taller, his running would probably also be so dominant. Like, he's a good runner, but his running would be so dumb. He'd be much more like a Josh Allen prospect if he were just a bigger man and bigger athlete. Uh, but he's not. So that's where, okay, now the small school thing is like, okay, that's a little freaky because if you're going to be this short – you have to be Russell Wilson or Drew Brees on the mental side uh, to get away with it. And obviously we've only seen two guys really accomplish that. And uh, Kyler Murray, he's a transcendent scrambler. you know. So, and, and Malik is a good scrambler, but Kyler has that abnormally incredible uh, skill to, to fall back on. So I just wish Malik was a, a little bit taller. But hey, if he was a little bit taller, Steelers wouldn't have a shot at him anyways. You know, he'd go number one. He'd go to – or he'd go number two to, to, to Detroit. Let me ask you this. Dad, um, some people are talking about C.J. Stroud, uh, the quarterback for Ohio State, who it was really cool. He wore Dwayne Haskins' jersey at their spring game yesterday or two days ago, like the seven, Haskins Jr. on there. It was, it was touching. Uh, Cam Hayward was out there at the game, was packed out. And people – I saw a tweet from somebody saying, C.J. Stroud, it's just a spring game, but this guy looks like a number one overall pick. You know, he's a beast, whatever. This is why the Steeler – you shouldn't draft a quarterback in 2022 unless you absolutely love him. Does that sentence make any sense to you, Dad? Because if he looks like a number one pick, you don't have a shot at him, like, regardless. I, I don't get that logic. There's no logic. There's just there's just hype. Let me just rewind to something you just said. If Malik was a couple inches taller, we wouldn't have a shot at him. Right. And if Desmond was a couple of degrees more accurate, we wouldn't have a shot at him. <laughs> the only yeah. people we have a shot at is some flawed quarterback. I think that I could – like. You just don't want to be in that purgatory of Ryan Tannehill, it, uh, Alex Smith type quarterbacks who are like pro guys. They're not Pro Bowlers, like because you know they'd never make it over the Bens and Brady's of the. But they're like these just solid guys, and like they can win a playoff game. But you're gonna win it like you know twenty four or like twenty one to twenty or something like that. It just it's exacerbated. First off, you don't want that in general. Like it's just so hard to win that way especially now that you're not allowed to play defense. And then number two, it's definitely exacerbated by the insane quarterback situation in the AFC. So I think the Steelers are also realistic. They just It's crazy how they can get insulated in their own thought process during draft season. Well, let's just wrap this conversation up with yeah. just a statement about what you would do in the chess game. And that could be the Steelers are going to go 9-8, and 8-9 eight, eight and next year, or this year, let's say ish maybe a, maybe a tad under that you're still not in a good draft position are you giving away essentially the house to get the quarterback next year 
I think that they've shown the the not the ability. You know, they're down to to trade when they made that Devin Bush trade and the Minka Fitzpatrick trade right after each other. I think that they've shown that they've adjusted with the times a little bit. But I just don't think that you'll be able to leapfrog the Detroit's and stuff unless you know. Let's knock on wood. Hope this doesn't happen. But if the Steelers got some bad injuries this year, they they could end up with the top. Five. You know, if the wrong guys got hurt for the season. Sure, the Steelers could be in the top 10 there. But uh, I think that there's almost like a – you just hope that it's – they landed with Ben because there were three amazing quarterbacks in the draft. You know, with Josh Allen and, and Lamar Jackson's class, there were five good guys. Like, that's going to happen again because it's happened like twice in the past couple years. But um, if Malik Jackson, you really love him – it could be a great opportunity for a Steelers team who's really like never drafting in the top five to grab a guy like that because there's there's something up with them. Like Patrick Mahomes, same thing. Like, oh, he went to Texas Tech. That's like this big like no-no for people. So this might be your best opportunity because the guys who get the number one quarterback, it's just the Jaguars and the Bengals over and over again. <laughs> My question assumes that Willis will be off of, off of the board at that point. So – you would say don't draft anybody else other than him, right? I think Corral and, uh, as well is is one that you could you could be happy about, but it just seems like there's this extra wow factor with Malik. But I, nobody year, besides then, them. The next year, the way you would let's assume another lukewarm season, which is like I said, around 500, even a little below that, doesn't get you into the top 10. Yeah. So you're still going to have purgatory. The only way to, the only way to get the best quarterback is to give away to move up in the draft or to, sorry, that's Mike, um, either to give away to get draft picks or trade for a veteran quarterback. Yeah, and that's not a bad idea either. Like, Kirk Cousins is on a one-year deal. Like, you, I don't, I understand drafting a Kenny Pickett or Desmond Ritter if you're like Sean McVay and you're just, you trade all your picks away and you're like, we're just going to win the Super Bowl on this guy's rookie contract and sign everybody under the sun you know what I mean uh, but I just don't think that that works anymore uh, and so yeah, you just there's too much firepower around you alright well let's move on to talk about our position focus of today and that is safety and we gave a little discussion about why we chose this position um I wasn't. I, I thought maybe tight ends would be interesting until I, I, you know, if you look at the Steelers roster, that is not the place of priority. That is not yeah, a priority, yeah. and especially, especially given the equally poor pool of tight ends available in the draft, we decided to circle safety because the Steelers have exactly, you said too. We have Minka, Carl Joseph, mm. Miles Killebrew, and Donovan Steiner. By the way, I was really, I just, I was just reminded. I was on the Steelers roster uh-huh. and noticed that Terrell Edmonds is not on there because he is a free agent. And I guess there's still a question about whether we're going to sign him. They're probably not going to sign him. Can you believe that? Like we've been no. saying for years, we've been saying for years, can't wait for them to re-sign Terrell Edmonds. They didn't even pick up his. They didn't even do his fifth-year option, did they? No, that was the big deal, right? Shocking. Yeah, that's absolutely shocking. I, I just, I. How do you? How can you not find the money for that? With I, I know the Steelers are going to run out of money here. When you're, pay, maybe it really is like, look, Terrell's good, but we're about to pay our other safety. Like, he's you're he's mar- still floating. 
It's interesting. He's still floating around. I know. It's 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 a confusing situation, and I just do not understand the Steelers fan base in fat obsession with Tyron Matthew. I mean, I guess I do. It's just that's football fans. You get a Hall of Fame type player, you hear his name, like we want him, we want him, we want him. And I, yeah, it'd be great if they got him. You'll get him for two years or whatever, and your team will just be a little better. And, and yeah, there's value to that. Like, yeah, just be a more watchable team. And I think that there's valuable to that or value to that. But you'd prefer to draft a guy who's going to be with you for five years, you know, four, five, six years. And uh, I just can't believe they didn't pick up. They don't pick up guys' fifth-year option now. They, it used to be a guarantee. Steelers would always pick up the fifth-year option, and they didn't do it on Edmonds. And maybe the thought process is we are about to make one of our safeties the highest-paid safety in football. And Terrell, Terrell Edmonds is good, but we can find another Terrell Edmonds in the, you know, in the draft, whatever round that may be in the top three rounds. Wouldn't you just rather check that – sign Terrell and just check the box and not worry about it? Or do you think it's so important? Like he's, I don't even know what he's going to command in a, in his next contract. Since nobody's picked him up, I assume it won't yeah. be a lot. Therefore, you could have a veteran safety who can, you know, is dependable without wasting a draft pick in a year where we have so many needs. Well, maybe it's not a foregone conclusion that he's going to go elsewhere. I mean, he's done all the whole take the team off of his bio and all that stuff. And some of these guys, they leave just – I think it's like a pride thing. They just they get in free agent. Well, I said I was gonna be a free agent, so I'll be a free agent. But you're right; he's obviously not getting any offers. He didn't get picked up in the whole free agent. Like he's not valued very high in the NFL. They're, they're clearly, and this happens every year. You remember when we were before Minka and the Steelers were trying to sign a safety like every six months, and we were like, "Why is so and so available?" Um, blanking on some of the names that we used to always see, and there was always this list of like seven. Starting safety, like longtime starting safeties who were even before year 10. So it's not like they were super old, but they were just out on the market. And I guess this kind of happens with some safeties, but maybe they are just letting them test the water because, yeah, I would figure it's not going to be that expensive. And you're going to have a rookie, a quarterback on a rookie contract. Like you could afford him. And then by the time you can't afford him, then you let him go. It, it is weird to me, but I, it must be a contract negotiation leverage type of deal. Like we're not paying you. Crazy money. You go out there. If you find something, we will adjust. If you don't, we'd prefer to have you back. But we're only paying you this much money. Well, let's talk very superficial, at least just, just to get some names out of there, about some yeah. of the names that are in the draft. And let's talk about the first guy who we will not get, Kyle Hamilton from uh-huh. Notre Dame. There's, you know, he's he's sliding in the draft um, ever since that. Four, he ran like a four seven at the pro day, which, which is pretty crazy. Uh, but you, you, this is um, this is really to me the only blue chip prospect in the whole draft. Like this is a guy who's been a superstar since day one at Notre Dame and just been pegged as like he's unbelievable. His tape completely backs it up. Derek Stingley would have been the only other true elite blue chip Miles Garrett type of prospect, you know. Um, but. He, he's had injuries and stuff like that. So uh, Hamilton, it's funny. He's going to slide, it looks like, out of the top ten, which Minka and uh, Derwin James did when they were coming out, and they were very hyped up. But this guy might be even a little bit more hyped up. So that's interesting. I, I don't see any possibility where he would slide all the way to 20. Uh, but in some freak world where that did happen, it that would completely be worth – oh, we'll get a quarterback another time. We're about to get – the best safety tandem in the entire league. But uh, it would be cool if they could get him. 
but yeah, probably not. It's amazing to think that the it was a four five nine in the combine. What did you say he ran on his pro day? Four seven. Yeah, four seven. Well, he's capable of something under that, but he's six four two twenty. Yeah, and it's honest. And he's and as you said, he's a, he's a physical freak. Physical skills could be starting today. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. He's amazing. He could be a pro bowler his first year. You know, so that's cool. And then they got some other guys on here, partic- particularly Dax Hill from Michigan. And I'd say like. Uh, we got Dax Hill, Lewis Sign. How do you say his name? Sign, Sine, uh, C-I-N-E from Georgia. There was a lot of heat. All the, the all the staff went to Georgia to check out the defensive players. I think the Steelers are rumored to really love them. Obviously, they love Michigan guys. And then Nick Cross from Maryland, Damatha guy. I didn't realize that till you drew up the notes for this. That's so cool. Maryland powerhouse football school there, uh, and they love Maryland guys too. Obviously, they love drafting safeties from Maryland. <laughs> And uh, so there's there's definitely a few options, and I would not be surprised at all if they went round one safety because they literally don't have another starting safety. Uh, but it is sort of looking like it'll be offense, offense, offense early in this draft with the need for a receiver. Well, Dax Hill is a burner. He ran a four three eight, uh, as you said, for Michigan. And the reason I put Nick Cross on my list to look at, yes, he's from Maryland, and you know we put a circle around Maryland because of um, Tomlin's Tomlin, connection yeah. with them. He ran a four three four. He flies he uh he started from day one came from as you said a football powerhouse around here and maybe those of you who pay attention to high school football have heard of Damatha, oh, yeah. obviously oh, yeah. basketball big and NFL football players, yeah. so he's got the physicals he's got the physical skill set he may be a developmental guy so maybe that means he's not in the first round i did a little yeah yeah and now a regression analysis to the mean so i looked at the top 25 safeties for the year because you know i guess there's a feeling you've got to get a safety in the first round. And there are exceptions to every rule. There are Tom Brady's. And I'm not even talking about Tom Brady's. But of the top 25, it's ranked by, I mean, look, that's almost the entire bevy of safeties in the NFL who started. You know, many come in the third and f- third round. Yeah, definitely. And, I, you know, to my mind, the third round, if, if Cross is available in the third round, because he's not ranked highly in the other ones, and I guess that's because of that developmental aspect. That's what they're going to want. They're, they're going to want a second or third round safety unless the board just falls crazy for them where the quarterbacks are gone and it's just the best value in the first round. But I don't think they'll go first round unless that's what happens. I definitely think they'll be looking more towards third round, which is funny because that's basically what Terrell Edmonds is. They drafted him in the first round. He's really like second, third round type of guy. And you saw what you got out of it. You know, you get the, especially when you're drafting for the spark scores and the athleticism. That's why Terrell Edmonds, like, he's a really good player because he's just so athletic and he can hit, but he's not a first-round type of guy because he doesn't have the coordination or the mental game to to be a, a true star that way. Uh, but they don't need that because they have one of those. Now, the guys you mentioned, these 4-3 dudes, that would be really cool because it would open up Minka's game. You know, it would open up another guy who could actually fly in the back end, uh, whereas if, you know, there was a miracle of – of uh, it's not going to happen with with Cal Hamilton, but then he would be the banger, and Mink would be the flyer. Hey, look, like everybody else who who are making predictions and it costs them nothing to be wrong, you heard it here. Steelers <laughs> get Nick Cross in round three again because we need athletes. We need athletes, and athletes need nutrition. So Athletic Greens is the way to go. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Look, you just take one scoop of Athletic Greens with a cup of water every day, and that's it. You got everything you need. Minerals, vitamins, good stuff for your body. 
literally everything. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sportsdrink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sportsdrink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. ColorCast is a live, audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and easy to use. You can talk to fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Yeah, you need to do is download the ColorCast app. It's free. iOS App Store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group. So I know that this is sensitive area that I'm going to talk about, but it's relevant, especially in light of our first conversation about Desmond Ritter. So Dwayne Haskins um, leaves a gaping hole, you know, obviously emotionally and everything else, but Steelers are down to two quarterbacks on the roster. Do you think that the loss of Haskins changes our draft strategy? Do we do we dip back into free agency for some, you know, they always journeyman need quarterback? Well, they're going to draft. I mean, the odds of them not drafting a quarterback feel so low. So I don't even know if Dwayne was going to be on the roster this year or if they would have let Mason go. Um, but they weren't going to keep four, and they already have Mitch, and they're, it's highly likely that they'll draft a guy. And in the event where the board falls wrong – because the board is just going to have to fall very wrong for them to not take a quarterback. Like we said, they, we, all, we all know what they're doing. Um, so – They'll probably just get the guy in the draft. Uh, but if not, yeah, they'll definitely grab, I would guess, probably a younger guy in free agency to, to, to be the camp arm, the third guy, because Josh Dobbs already is in Cleveland. They lost their other guy. So no Josh Dobbs, that's your third guy. So our prediction was that Josh will be back, though, next year. We'll lose him for one year. Yeah, he'll yeah, back, he'll be back. Like last time. I oh, agree. Perfect. All right, there's one thing I wanted to cover before we sign off, and that is the newly launched USFL. Yeah. The inaugural game, Birmingham Stallions 28, New Jersey Generals 24. By the way, aren't the New Jersey Generals the basketball team the, the Globetrotters play? Uh, is it? Are they New Jersey? Or I thought it was the Washington Admirals. So what I really like about these new leagues, AAF, XFL, the innovations they introduce to the game some people might not like the gadgetry. I think some of these things are brilliant. And you and I have been begging for years to be able to select the camera angle. Because yeah. we would choose the one behind the quarterback to watch plays unfold, for one. the um, So the, a couple of the things that the USFL is doing. One is a helmet cam. Now, that sounded great to me Ugh. until I saw it in action. And it was yeah, like my no. first – it's like the first time I saw uh, – Third per is it first person shooter yeah, first, game like Golden Eye on on N sixty four yeah yeah you're gonna throw and up got, watching that and I got sick yeah so yeah, they showed same. it from the running back's perspective and it's you can't tell anything no. I mean you, he's looking where he's you know he's looking somewhere else where he's running it's just like a big pile up yeah exactly I hate GoPros I don't I don't think that they're that cool the only time that they ever work is like sometimes a little bit on like a mountain biking video and even then you're like I'll just watch him from like third person like, the GoPros suck stop. Make, trying to make GoPros a thing. Stop trying to make Fetch a thing. So the other thing that they introduced, which I thought was going to be really cool, is listening to play calls. The play call being sent into the quarterback and the quarterback calling it in the huddle. And it sounds good. It would be good if the announcers would just chada. The announcers are literally talking. They're just jibber-jabbering away 
while the quarterback's calling the play in the huddle, negating both of what they're saying. So somebody needs to point that out to them. They're just talking over each other. B-League announcers as well. Uh, well, they have uh, shoot, a guy we heard of. I can't remember his name now. Anyway, cool. the other thing they have is ball tracking technology. So they're going to set the ball down on the field based on a chip that they have in there, which I think that's, yeah. like, that's, that should have been 20 years ago. That'll, that'll spur it to the NFL too, finally. Because the, the NFL took some of the XFL rules and stuff like that. XFL's coming back, so... Or I don't know if it's some of the AAF rules, but uh, the NFL has shown, okay, we'll let the the other leagues be guinea pigs uh, for these rules, but we are open to actually implementing them. So I, I, I would bet that that is going to go to the NFL. Well, speaking of rules, the USFL will allow two forward passes behind the line of scrimmage. However, <laughs> based on the amount of time quarterbacks had last night, I would say that will never happen this season. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to get the offensive lines working in these in these leagues. It takes so much organization. But they do allow multiple ways to get extra points, one, two, or three. So 15-yard kick, uh, one point. What do we have? Like uh, You can go from the 10-yard line and you get three points. You can go from the two-yard line and you get two points and you can kick it for one. Yeah. And if you want to get the ball back, you just you, – they have a scrimmage play. So you get fourth and twelve from your own thirty-three. Hate all that. Make it. Stupid. You hate all that. Hate it. I, we've had this conversation so many times in the podcast. So gimmicky. Fourth and twelve is not long enough to me. Like you need to do fourth and thirty. You know, fourth and twelve. Twelve when you literally have nothing to lose. Like oh, if we don't make this play, we lose. It, that affects. It's just too easy to make it because you can you can throw some really aggressive play calls that you wouldn't do before. I hate all that gimmick gimmicky stuff. But I love gimmicky stuff in terms of two forward passes or like the Canadian Football League where you can motion towards the line of scrimmage. Like that kind of stuff's actually kind of fun because the players suck. So we need something to make it look a little bit different and be a little bit more amusing. But those little stupid uh, artificial plays, I, I'm so tired of people trying to implementing the, uh, implement those. Hey, so a lot of Steeler alumni, guys that were on the team, guys that like touched the team for a minute. Tony Brooks James, do you remember his name? Oh, yeah. He of eight carries, seven yards for uh, one season a couple years ago. Yeah. But also, I forgot about this. Todd Haley is coaching the Tampa Bay team. He tried to get A.B., and A.B. cursed him out on LeBron's show or, or whatever show that was. Yeah, it's pretty funny. No way. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Haley's been really cool. I've said this on the podcast before, but he's actually pretty pleasant now. Um, he says some fun stuff. He still supports the Steelers, which is cool. Um, you know, all the Steelers are coaching for the XFL. I think Hines is a coach. It was like Rod Woodson or something. I can't remember, but there's a few different Steelers who are actually coaching for the, um, the XFL. They just announced their coaches. So former Steelers are all over the place. Hey, so the Pittsburgh Maulers play tonight against Tampa Bay. At eight o'clock, I think all the teams play today, so everybody will have played one game after after the weekend. First of all, have you seen the mascot and the uniform? Love the mascot, hate the uniform. How the hell do you put purple, purple in a in a Pittsburgh team's uniform? They're disgusting, abject failure. Mascot, he's cool. It's basically just Steely McBeam, isn't it? Yeah, it was great. Yeah, um, he's awesome. Yeah, it looks like Denver. It was, you know, like from a from the pictures I saw, it looked like Denver, minus the purple. That orange is so prominent. It Ugh, just felt like I was looking at the Broncos. So amateur. And the Ravens are purple, you idiots. Just make them some some type of black and gold. Make them yellow or something. I don't know. What are you doing? Pittsburgh Mauler's head coach, Kirby Wilson. 
Steelers running back coach from 2007 through 2013. Remember, he was yeah. the one who was injured in the house fire. Yes, yeah. Um, so he oversaw the the Willie Parker to Mendenhall to Dwyer to Redmond to Le'Veon Bell years, and he was gone the first year right after Le'Veon came to the team. And he took off. Unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Good for Kirby. I, I think he's pretty well liked. Clearly. Today's episode of Steelers Outpost is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow, and we really appreciate their support. So go check them out. they got different podcasts for all the different teams, and it's a good way to learn about the league. Uh, good conversations are held there. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled like sports drink, just without the vowels. I know this sounds repetitive, but I'm keeping track of it for you out there. Tomorrow starts limited strength and conditioning and team meetings. Free agency ends the 22nd. What is that, Thursday? And then the draft is April 28th. Very excited. We got a lot of Can't come here. soon enough, but yeah, no, I, I appreciate the offseason calendar that way. I always forget it. Just have a little mind that way. Hit us up on Twitter at Steelers Outpost. Shoot us an email at SteelersOutpost at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Until next week, go Steelers. Okay, bye-bye. Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.edu. Dot edu slash podcast.